0: open source learning um well actually first off happy 2022 um happy new year happy uh yeah we we fucking made it um here we are right so i just want to start out that way because i think it's a good idea to start out that way i think um i think 2020 and 2021 was frankly all looped together and i'm hoping that um 2022 will be a standalone year that we can all enjoy and experience without too many um, hardships or difficult moments. So let's start out that way. Moving on, though, um, I want to talk about open source learning. I want to talk about some psychology variables of it, and then I want to kind of give some practical perspectives around what I think companies should do and something that I'm planning on doing in an organization that I'm impacting currently. So I think at a psychology level and at a macro level, when I think about open source learning, I think about organizations realizing and waking up that there are many different modes to learning and consistent development is needed. I think, again, I think COVID-19 taught us that, that at the drop of a dime, there would be lots of change that would occur and that would be needed to take place. And I think... They're also, I think also COVID-19 taught us that different organizations based on their consumer base, their customer base, the way they were structured organizationally would be able to move faster and capitalize on moments that were happening in the world. There were, you know, I think COVID-19 and Black Lives, Black Matter movement, companies benefited based on, again, how they were structured, the marketplace they were in, um, what what their consumers were feeling and experiencing the internal staff, and then other companies slowed down. Other companies lost money. Other other companies went out of business. And so I think learning can do a lot to not save some of those things from happening again, but it can help us navigate those those treacherous waters more effectively. So that's just one psychological shift that is uh, that is needed. I think secondly, getting into open source learning. We need to move away from the tried and true traditional L&D models that I think most companies today are still involved in. I know there are a lot of great companies and a lot of great platforms and a lot of great modules and a lot of great structures and moments that organizations pride themselves on. I know a lot of folks have manager tracks and executive tracks and and they have a lot of, again, modules and programs internally that, that they built over the years that they're proud of that are again, based in true industry knowledge and and, and great practitionership. And I respect that. But I think when we think about open source learning, open source learning at its core is about getting excited about learning from different experiences and different people and different modes of learning and and being cognizant that those different modes and those different humans and those different perspectives can actually give us value and not distract us. So that's another, I guess, psychology element that I think leaders need to to kind of wrap their head around. I think getting into the practical elements of this piece, I want to kind of share a few thoughts. The first is I think L&D teams have been kind of beating their chest about the open source learning modes and and, and modules and moments for a long time. And CEOs and C-suite executives need to start respecting that. So that's a little nod and a little tip of the hat to the to my L&D folks out there. I think moving past that, we need to look at different areas of the organization where this can really take place. Right. And so let's look into onboarding, for example. You know, when new hires are brought into the organization, yes, formal training should happen. But I also think there should be knowledge that they, they are gathering from their from their peers inside of those teams. I think, yes, there should be a very structured process where they're going through, again, modules, slides, dedicated amount of time in the warehouse, dedicated amount of time going through Slack channels and going through Notion and dedicated amount of time going through X y, and Z trainings and talking to X, Y and Z managers. But I also think there should be a structured period of time where they're just getting wealth of knowledge that are more contextual and nuanced from the folks inside of that team, without a manager there, without an executive there, and giving those employees a, a, a broad guiding post, if you will, or or a, a broad structure of what you would lo- like for them to communicate to that new hire, but then stepping all the way back and allowing that team to really explain to that new hire the gray areas, the intangibles, the variables that are so important to them. I have a meeting coming up that's really based around that. I have a meeting coming up on Thursday where I'm sitting down with the entire HR team that I just joined and I want to understand, teach me, walk me through things, share with me some of the gray areas, some of the intangibles, enlighten me. I want to gather knowledge. I want to gather perspective. I think also as we think about onboarding, I don't think it's a bad idea for like, I'll give you a perfect example. I'm, I'm being onboarded into a CRHR manager role right now in in an ad hoc kind of contract basis until I find some some long term things right now. And I'm utilizing an open source learning format. Right. I'm gathering knowledge from different sources, informal sources. I'm Googling. I'm going off of past frameworks and tools and best practices that some of my peers gave me. And I'm just taking that 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 foundational knowledge because that, that knowledge in Google and that knowledge in my, in my, in my, um, in my frameworks and best practices and, and, and word sheets that I have, that knowledge is not necessarily contextualized to the company that I'm in now, but it's enough foundational framework that, can, that I can pull what I need to my org. And that's a really good idea for me to do that throughout my onboarding process so I can bring more value to that company that I'm joining. Push your employees to do that. Inspire your employees to reach outside of the traditional onboarding phase, the traditional normal learning modes that you have. Inspire them to reach out and get other information from other sources that can be somewhat, that is number one, credible, but then number two, that can give them more knowledge and capacity moving forward. I think learning on the job for both technical and non-technical skills is a must, So how can we structure and and, and more formalize what learning on the job means? How can we create open source structures where we take certain folks from different departments and we jump them into other departments and allow them to shadow and allow them to actually jump in and experience? And kind of give them, again, a little bit of a guiding post of what we want them to pay attention to, what we want them to keep an eye on. It could be processes. It could be systems. It could be communication styles. It could be how the consumers are interacting here. It could be looking at pricing models and seeing how that may affect the actual division or department that they actually spend most of their time in. Upskilling them on, again, these new departments that not, that they're now in, Right. I think adapting to a, a change process, right? So, you know, bringing in different technologies and different, uh, you know, agile learning modes from again external sources. Don't be so excited and 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 egotistical about the, the the technology and the and the learning modes and systems that you have curated over the last ten or fifteen or twenty years. I think you know, looking for information from experts to upgrade knowledge, overall as well as in soft skills externally is a great idea. I know companies have tapped into this at times, bringing in speakers, bringing in coaches, bringing in consultants. Moving forward in 2022, get that get that budget, get the get a line item in that in, inside of the budget. Open up 20k, open up 50k, open up 100k. Make it a, a, an actual thing. Bring someone in externally every every month, every quarter, every 6 months. Create KPIs and OKRs that you're actually going to, again, understand and utilize around what you hope this, this human being coming into your organization from the outside can bring to you knowledge-wise? How are you going to take that knowledge and actually implement it? How are you going to take that knowledge and allow that knowledge to impact some of the goals that you have? How are you going to restructure some of the goals? How are you going to restructure... The accountability and the and the the performance that you expect from your employees, based off of bringing this internal this external knowledge into the organization, maybe even inspiring your employees to go and reach out and find different speakers and different consultants to come in that they have heard about that they ex- that they experienced before that they're excited about, changing teams or getting or. or, or changing teams and promotion structures that are based off of accelerated learning modes, again, that is not necessarily connected to you. So I've been a big proponent about if I'm going to promote someone to another level in marketing, another, another level in operations, another, another level um, in, uh, in our engineering department, another level in, 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 in uh, I don't know, our, our sales department, any department. I've been a big proponent of this where I want to see who's being proactive, who's going out of their way to learn new things, who's spending time in the medium blogs, who's spending time looking at case studies and frameworks and best practices, who's spending time going and spending their own money in courses at the universities or courses online, who's spending time, again, just curating their own data. I don't necessarily, me personally, I don't necessarily spend time at the university or traditional um, um, course sector, which I probably should. But you know what I do a lot of? I curate tons of information from blogs and case studies and colleagues, and, I, and I've aggregated it, and, I've, and, I, and I formalized that information into, shit, a Google Doc that's probably ranging over 400 pages now. And I use that as a guiding post. I study that daily, hours, two hours, three hours. And so if I'm a part of an organization, they'll see me constantly leveling up my ideas, leveling up my capabilities, and no one's telling me to do that. So baking that expectation into some of the ways that we are changing and promoting our teams and and some of the roles that we have inside the organization and say, look, not only are we going to put these learning moments in place and expect you to be excited about the learning moments that we have in place here, but we also have a direct expectation, not a subliminal, not a secret, a direct expectation of you to go above and beyond out of your own way to learn. And we want to set up moments where maybe it's a cadence of once a quarter, you sit down with your manager, you sit down with our head of people, and you tell us what you've been learning externally from from outside the organization. Open source learning is a must. Open source learning can do a lot of good. Open source learning can impact an organization at scale. And so I think for me, I hope I was able to share some of the psychology, some practical executions and... I hope you guys are ready to take over 2022. Thanks so much.